We here at Yash Jesus believe that God doesn't make mistakes. Not with people and not with produce. Which is why we're so excited to be partnering with Imperfect Foods. Imperfect Foods is an online grocer that recovers ugly produce and surplus foods that would otherwise go to waste. And delivers fresh, customizable boxes to your door for up to 30% less than the grocery stores. We're talking farmer's market quality girls. Without the hassle of going out of your house, honey. Without the hassle. And now, Imperfect has expanded to include pantry staples like lentils, rice, olive oil, and bread, you name it, to help round out your shopping. <laughs> girls, I just got my weekly shipment of imperfect produce, and let me tell you. Ooh, spill it, girl, spill it. I got this ugly little watermelon that puts the pretty little peach in Call Me By Your Name to shame. <laughs> That's the tea! Trust me, you're going to want to get in on this. To get your first shipment of perfectly imperfect farm fresh produce, go to imperfectfoods.com and use the promo code YASJESUS. That's Y-A-S-S-J-E-S-U-S. Hello, kings and queens and in-between sinner saints, and I don't know if I is or I ain't. Welcome to another fabuloso episode of Yas Jesus! It is I, Daniel Francesi. And as always, I'm here with Azariah Southworth. And we're so happy you're here. Come on in, have a seat, get to, get, just bring a little cup of tea and get ready because here we're going to get into our episode theme of what does God think of greed? Greed. That's right. Now, welcome. Just have a, just rejoice in the fact that here at Yes Jesus, we believe that our needs are met, and we have all that we need. Mm-hmm. We our needs are met. We are free from debt. My dad Mama used to will say, "Provide." Yes, we have everything we need. We have everything that we need. You know, uh, one time when I was really sad mm-hmm. and I was in college, and I, like my roommate was trying to steal my security deposit, and I was sitting <gasps> on the bench. And I just was sitting on the bench and I was crying. I had a friend oh. come up to me and he said, why are you crying? And I said, I just, I don't, I don't have money and I have to move. Mm-hmm. And my friend's trying to steal my security deposit uh-huh. and all this stuff's happening. And he was like, you know what? He's like, you see that bird over there? That little bird he's eating. Mm-hmm. And if God takes care of that bird, what do you think God's going to do for his son? Mm-hmm. God's got you. Okay. Yeah. So you just need to have faith. And it just took all of the stress that I had and let me know that we have all that we need here at Yas Jesus. That's right. So now we're going to go into um, our new segment of gay queries and news. This just sort of in um, the day after the election, uh, the crazy election, um, before we even knew what the results were, <laughs> uh, this was crazy. The Supreme Court heard a case of Fulton versus City of Philadelphia. Now, you know when when something's going on, there's always a lot of stuff going on. They try to like mm-hmm. make a lot of stuff go on when there's stuff going on, yeah. so we don't always see... You can hide things. Exactly. But this was... I read about this and um, in Out Magazine, and it said that the case uh, will ultimately decide whether a Catholic adoption agency that's contracted by, the, by government institutions can refuse or provide services to LGBTQ couples due to the group's religious beliefs. Now, why this is important... Uh, not just for adoption or for this particular Catholic uh, adoption agency, is that this impacts all the decisions that could be felt elsewhere. It sets a precedent for our government contracts. Um, We can't minimize uh, what this case is about uh, because these cases are really fundamental challenges and are very achievement Mm -hmm. of 
the non-discrimination principles, uh, Melling said, and it is part of a wave of cases across the country that have the same aim, all undermining rights that have already been won in court or passed via various legislations. Mm -hmm. So what this means is we have to pay attention to this case. We're going to see this case come back up again. It's going to go to trial with Amy Cohen probably right up there um, around next October. Um, we're going to see this case. So we're going to bring this up again and we're going to follow this and talk about this. But how this case is handled is really important to us because they could start picking at other things. They could mm-hmm. start breaking into how uh, our jobs are, how they treat us at jobs and how they treat us for um, medical treatment and insurance purposes. So this is one of those cases uh, that we're going to check out and we want you to keep an eye on. It sets the court precedent for other lower courts that they will go in that direction. And now that we have defeated Trump, praise the Lord, right? (laughs) But now we have to deal with the judges that he appointed, the record-setting amount of judges that he has appointed while he was in office. And those people have come from groups like the, uh, uh, what is it, the Alliance Defense Fund, which is an alt-right Christian law firm. You know, so these are the type of judges that are going to be making these decisions like Amy Cohen. And we have to be ready to speak out, speak up, even during this time, even though Trump is out of office now. So take a look. When you get a chance, you want to look into it. Fulton versus City of Philadelphia. Check out this case. Uh, research it yourselves and keep abreast of it because we need to be aware. Mm-hmm. Ain't, that, ain't that good? I like these news segments. Mm-hmm. These are good. These give us. I'm, I'm praising the news segment. How about that? That's right. And do you like that <laughs> like segue that. <laughs> into the praise report and the prayer request? You see how I did that? Smooth operator. Um, we're going to start with this prayer request because, as you said, Azzy, uh, we are in a transition from the Trump administration to the Biden administration. Mm-hmm. And it just seems worthwhile to pray for a smooth and peaceful transition. Yeah. Uh, that we have leaders who will protect the LGBTQ community and all of the marginalized, marginalized communities. It's an exciting time, but it's a scary time for some, and we always need prayer. That's right. We also have some praise. I love that. Let's give it. Give it. Praise him. Come on. <laughs> I didn't say the sing. Highest. I did not say sing. No? Okay. I did not say well. sing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mason gives praise for Austin Hartke and suggests him as a future guest for Yas Jesus. So uh, Mason writes to us saying, Hey, y'all, absolutely love everything you guys are about. I'm a trans man, pastor in training, and theology super nerd. <laughs> An amazing book I read during my coming out process was Transforming by Austin Hartke. He is also a trans man and has a seminary degree. He's a real-life superhero for the trans-Christian community, and he has a lot of great info on his YouTube channel, website, and book that I mentioned. Y'all should also have him on as a guest on the show sometime. He seems like an amazing person to talk to. Thanks again, Mason. Mason so Mason wanted to give some praise for Austin Hartke, someone who is... Uh, trailblazing the ground in the field of theology as a trans person. So, and that's the key to my heart. Praise. You see that? I love names like Heart Key. Like, like uh, Franzese, I think, (laughs) means like the mozzarella is melting. Hurry up. You know, it's not as like it doesn't roll off the tongue the way Heart Key or some people have some. It's beautiful. Southworth. I know you sound like you're going to like steal the deed to my mother's home. <laughs> I'm Azariah Southworth, and as far as I'm concerned, this the deed bank is... has given you enough notices. <laughs> the, this deed is mine. Um, no, you're a lovely person. <laughs> Truly. Um, we'll be back with your favorite part of the show, and yes. mine also, um, right after this, with the scripture of the day.
Yazzy. Yeah. We're here. It's time for the scripture of, of the, the day. day. Hey, hey, hey. Scripture of the day. Oh, oh, oh. Scripture of the day. Oh, oh. It's so good. And the scripture of the day comes to us from 1 Timothy 6.10. For the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. And in their eagerness to be rich, some have wandered away from the faith and pierced themselves with many pains. Oof. That's a powerful verse. Yeah, the love I of money like is the like money, of God. I'm sorry, but I like <clears throat> it. But like <clears throat> loving money. I think like everyone needs money. Everyone likes money. No mm-hmm. one's going to see a $100 bill on the floor and just leave it. Mm-hmm. But I think this is more about like when someone's passed in the family and then all of a sudden all the siblings turn against There's each that. other. Yeah. You know, that kind of thing always shocked me. I could never... I mean, who knows, you know, what happens in a, in a person's life journey and mm-hmm. not everyone has the family that I'm fortunate enough to have. I can never see my siblings and I all going crazy like over the, like, I don't know. Like to me, like when I see the money is the root of all evil, I'm so grateful to be grounded in God. I think God is the opposite of that. Like when, like people always say, even in Hollywood, you know, uh, I feel like I'm, I've been more grounded my years that I've spent out here working in entertainment because I have God to answer to. Some of these people have no moral code or no, mm-hmm. no nothing. They have mm-hmm. no guidelines. Mm-hmm. And I've been, you know, fortunate enough to know God and know at least ha- have some guidelines and some outlines of things. You know, sometimes I draw outside the lines. <laughs> We're all human. Uh, but um, I think that it's nice to have that kind of a backbone. I like your example of like, when it comes to a family member passing away and how the love of money can really be the root of evil in that type of in that scenario when i think of the love of money being the root of evil i think of like people like donald trump you know someone who has made it their sole identity and that if you think of them as poor then they feel that they are less than and so they have to project this image of i you know, force their ways on, force their way into Forbes magazine's wealthiest, you know, kind of. Mm-hmm. I've heard all kinds of whispers. You know, I've, mm-hmm. when I was a kid, I used to sit under underneath uh, the table that all the ladies played cards in or like near it. You know what I mean? Like, okay. like so I, I heard, I got whisperings. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Things, I would have been under that table with you, like hanging things, out. <laughs> things that a kindergartner should not hear. <laughs> I heard. I was that, that girl that too. That bastard. Do you know yeah. what he did? <laughs> And do you know what she did? She went in there when she was in the hospital and took the rings off her finger. Like, you oh, know, like yeah. crazy things oh, like yeah, that. Yeah, 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 and I'm yeah. like, what happened? You know, and the next thing I know, I'm playing out like these scenarios with like my G.I. Joe's in the tub. No. <laughs> Your mom's like, where'd you hear that? How'd you know I that? Know. They, my mom used to call me ears. He's ears. He hears everything. Ears Mahoney over there. Yeah. Like, so um, as if I was a little gangster, I was ears Mahoney. You know, like, um, I could hear everything. That's why I never really learned Italian. Because they would just be like, "What is D I V O R C E?" They'd spell divorce, uh, and then okay. I'd go to, I'd remember mm-hmm. all the, like, not even know what I was saying. And then the next day, I'd be like, "What's D I O V O R E?" They'd be like, "Divorce," and I'm like, you know, I'd like learn information. <laughs> Who's getting it? Where did you hear that? Like, so everything it became Italian, and then that's how I never really got it. It's so stupid, but um, I am grateful for having the foresight to listen under that table and know those things mm-hmm. and also to think about not choosing greed as much. Right. And and so so Thanksgiving was just last week. And and speaking of gratitude, you're saying that you you were grateful for that, but when you were around the table with your family. Yeah, I'm grateful for a lot of things. I don't I, I think you could be grateful for anything. Mhm. I agree. Even like we were talking about blowjobs. Oh, no, I wasn't like, oh, 
thank you, Lord, for this meal. Uh, thank you for the blowjob. Like, no, that didn't come I'm, up with, no. with your Thanksgiving Listen, last week? <laughs> some, th- some things can be th- quietly thanked. They don't have to be announced at the I dinner know, table. I know, I know. For those listening, what did you go around the table with your family saying you're thankful for? I mean, we talked about it in last week's episode. If send us a message. I am not you. embarrassed, though, of bringing up sexuality in front of my family. My dad's the most uptight about it. We've talked about that before where he's like, hey, Danny, I just don't want to know about the sex stuff. Right, and I'm like, right, right, I don't want to know about your sex stuff. But then I'll still bring it up. He's like, you guys want to go grab a sausage? Everyone knows I love sausage. Like, <laughs> I just, I'll throw, I'll, I'd like to just turn that little heart key. Make them all, make them all just be like, what? Um, I love it. Turn that little heart key. <laughs> well, for anyone who doesn't know what Black Friday is, because we do have an international audience, it is when the stores try to lure in customers with doorbuster sales. Mm-hmm. And so here, uh, Black Friday, I, th- I feel like represents a lot of greed, but um, in, in our country... That's what Black Friday is here in America for right. all of you listening. I, I got my, um, you know, I know Black Friday trick is like midnight on like Black Friday, like where it's almost Black Saturday or whatever. <laughs> Go to Target and ask for the floor models of all of the TVs that they were selling because they're mm. still there and they don't have boxes and remote controls, but you can get them really cheap. Mm. I just don't really like the crowds. I like to go at midnight when it's almost over and everything's picked through and you walk around and you go, what is this? A slinky mm. for $2? I'll take it. I've never done Black Friday. No? Never. I I like, yeah, we'll get into it. But I, I like, mean, one part being poor, two part. Well, like, poor is why you want to do Black Friday. Well, I didn't, I just never planned for it, right? Like, right. I never saved the two, three hundred dollars to get that TV. Well, then you obviously didn't like video games. And I also just didn't like what it festered up. Like, I, seeing the images of people run into the Walmart, oh, trample each other. Mess, like, honey. I never wanted to get in that environment. Not in when, you, when you talk about Sodom Gomorrah, that's what I see in my, that's how I yes, think of Sodom that's Gomorrah. What we're, that's you know? what we're trying to get to, this utter greed where they will like rip, like, of a, a ninja blender out of an old lady's hand. Yeah, let her have it. Let her have it, honey. She needs. She needs to make her she fruit salt. She needs a toaster. Do you know? Do you need <laughs> arthritic scissors? I don't think so, sir. <laughs> like people go crazy. They're just ripping and they're like destroying things. Like, have you ever been? Like, you haven't been. But if you go like the day after or whatever to like one of these retail stores, it's disgusting. Mm. It's just stuff thrown all over. Do you remember the outlet imagine. place in Palm Springs where there's just like jeans everywhere? And like, oh, they don't care. This is that kind of place. They don't care. Like like Black Friday, they rip everything apart. You'll they'll grab things off shelves. They'll open boxes. It's really the lowest form of like human behavior. Whereas like there's still going to be seventy two boxes if you slept overnight and everybody got a ticket. Everyone, you know what mm-hmm. this really started with was the Cabbage Patch dolls. Like I think that was when pe- the Beanie Baby no, type craze? that was later. But ca- when Cabbage Patch Dolls okay. came out in the eighties, it was the first toy. Like later on, it became Teddy Ruxpin and Tickle Me Elmo and and Beanie Babies and mm-hmm. things that people wanted that they were rare and they didn't have enough of. Mm-hmm. But I remember people panicking for Cabbage Patch Dolls. It actually is what the and I can I can go on and on, but it's what the movie Child's Play with Chucky was about. Is that craze? Just how they turned it into a horror movie because it was like a horror in real life that people just were going crazy for that kind of stuff. Uh, showing that kind of greed isn't necessary you could you could extreme coupon and be a nice person (laughs) (laughs) my mom was an extreme couponer she she was an extreme couponer hoarder every once in a while she would remember her coupons it's called a stockpile (laughs) we had a whole drawer and you would open it and just coupons falling out yo if you ever want to try extreme couponing go to cvs first this isn't a commercial but this is truth like because they play into it 
You know, like everything mm-hmm. you get on the end caps on Black Friday. You'd be so surprised. You're like, 10 free toothpastes. You really think you did something. You know, like <laughs> you really think you did something walking out of there at like 10 free toothpastes. It's horrible, these things. The, you know, uh, doorbuster, you call them doorbusters because it's the right term because people go nuts. They just rush through, they push through Walmart. Uh, to grab whatever they can. Yeah, and the term Black Friday comes from the fact that most stores make their annual profit in Christmas shopping. Uh. So Black Friday is when the stores start to go oh, into in the, the black, black instead of in the red. You don't want to be in the red in accounting. Why does it's it not to become good. an American holiday? Like one day after we're thankful for everything that we have, Lord, mm-hmm. including... You know, maybe learning that as he's into sucking toes, if that's what you want to bring up and be thankful for at the table. Yeah, maybe. Like, including that. (laughs) Then we go mob the stores and get more stuff. Yeah. You know, one of the ways to get something that you really want is to be thankful for what you have. Black Friday has been exported. You know, Ross has a great story, actually. Ross Murray, our freaking deacon, who always travel internationally on Thanksgiving, sees a bunch of stuff. Ross, do you want to tell us your story? So we learned that instead of trying to travel domestically for Thanksgiving, which is always nuts, we just decided like we'd leave the country and go somewhere else. And we, wherever we went there for Thanksgiving, there would be Black Friday sales in these other countries. And we'd walk into the store like, it's Black Friday all week. You can get 15% off. And I, I kept thinking like, that's not like, it's not Friday. That's all week. That's something different. It was just like a regular sale, but they learned to call it Black Friday because they heard Black Friday was a thing. And so we have to do that too. And I I like that they like kind of half get it, but don't really get it. That makes sense to me because they're starting to do that on Instagram. Like, and it's coming from a lot of those other countries where they're just like, you know, going, Oh, Black Friday sale. And it's like, it's like January. My husband's reminding me, like, it was like 10% off. He's like, that's not a real Black Friday sale. That's no. like 10% <laughs> off. <laughs> well, what's so cool um, about the Black Friday stuff, though, is that it is like 90% off sales. They they do things to lure you in. They have deals, like six or seven deals where they just like lure you in. Uh, thank you for your story, Ross. So if they can still make a profit by reducing the price of things by 50, 60, 70, 90%, why the heck are we paying that other price all year round when they're still making a profit off of that? Where's the real greed here? Yeah, no, but Where's a lot of it's different. Greed? Like, so place big box stores like Walmart and stuff, what they'll do is they, they love to put other stores out of business. Like Detroit, which is, you know, a place that never got like a lot of those big box jams uh, ever never moving in there, still has all of their little mom and pop places. Mm-hmm. So like they have Busy Bee Hardware in Detroit. It's not Home Depot. It's not Lowe's. It's mm-hmm. Busy Bee and it's been run by the family for like 150 oh, years. I love that. That is what America was about. Right. And then these big box corporations like the Walmarts, um, uh, Target still keeps it kind of affordable. They actually really help out and, uh, and also sometimes uh, they're not without guilt, uh, but they're less hated. Tell that to the three items in my Target cart that cost me $200. (laughs) You're right, you're right, you're right. But they're less hated because they, you know, sometimes supply food to food desert areas, you know, um, that don't have access to big supermarkets and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But Walmart will do the opposite. Walmart will go in and they'll say, okay, like this hardware store is having a sale on hammers for $2.99. So we'll sell our hammers for 15 cents for six months. And they'll take a hit on hammers in this one store while they're selling hammers all over the world mm, for more money. They'll take sense. a hit until they just close everything down and have a monopoly on everything. And they'll also say, come get the cheapest, D- like something like a DVD player, which nobody really mm-hmm. buys anymore. But if you were going to try to buy one, where mm-hmm. would you go? Like a store like that. Mm-hmm. And like they'll make, they'll have the cheapest one. 
the cheapest stereo. It'll be like $25, but you never heard of what that brand was. And then they'll have the brand you heard of at $5 more. Mm. So you're already there. They get you in the right. door. This is corporate greed. Mm-hmm. They get you in the door for the low one. And then when you get there, you just go, well, the high one's only $15 more. I might as well. And you're actually paying $4 more than retail. Right, 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 right. But greed is one of the seven deadly sins. And there are multiple warnings about greed in the Bible. In fact, there are way more warnings against greed than there are passages that mention LGBTQ people. So corporations, oh, are you listening? Corporate America capitalism, are you listening? Yes, yeah, send me more free stuff on Pride Month. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not being greedy, I swear. I'm being appreciative. Luke 12, 15. And Jesus said to them, Take care and be on your guard against all covetousness. For one's life does not consist in the abundance of his possessions. I like that one. There's also 1 Timothy 6.10. That's a scripture of the day. Yes. For the love of money is the root of uh, all kinds of evils. It is through this craving that some have wandered away from the faith and pierced themselves with many pains. Do you know somebody here who spent too much money on piercings? It's like, is that me? No. (laughs) That's not what that means. No. Proverbs 28.25. A greedy man stirs up strife, but the one who trusts in the Lord will be enriched. Oh my, a greedy man stirs up strife. Sounds like someone oh, we just yes. got rid of. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I was thinking exactly. Um, keep going. Keep going. I love these. Hebrews 13, 5. Keep your life free from love of money and be content with what you have. For he has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. See, that is God saying that it's okay for me to go to thrift stores. (laughs) And the reminder, like (laughs) the story you shared earlier, the bird, the bird is being fed, you know, it's being cared for. That's probably more the point. That's right. Matthew 6, 24. No one can serve two masters. They haven't met as a riot. I'm sorry. (laughs) I had to jump in there. I'll do it. Matthew 6, 24. No one could serve two masters for either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God right. and money. This is where I get greedy. Why can't I have two masters? <laughs> you cannot serve God and money is basically what they mean. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> that was a good one, Danny. Thank you. First John chapter 2, verse 16, for all that is in the world. You, whoa, you got so excited you skipped you skipped one. <laughs> well, we'll get to that one here in just a moment. Okay, okay. First John 2, 16, for all that is in the world, the desires of the flesh and the desires of the eyes and pride in possessions is not from the Father, but is from the world. Uh. Interesting. Yeah. Well, that again goes back to what I was talking about, about how like a lot of times when LGBTQ people are told that they can't have God, they get pushed to other things like addiction mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. towards false idols or just worshiping possessions. That's why there's so much, I think, obsession with fashion and statis and all these different mm-hmm. things in our community. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, because uh, really uh, what we get from God is what we need. Statis. <laughs> yes. I also do love an air fryer. so does so does ray (laughs) the reality here though is that we live in a capitalist society we buy and sell stuff and the livelihood of so many people including a lot of lgbtq people depends on our spending so let's figure out how we can live out our christian values and our queer values at the same time in the world and culture we have it's not a perfect solution but we will figure out how to get it done 
So if greed's so bad and clearly condemned by the scripture, then why is it lift up and celebrated in our culture? Why do we like this stuff so much? We don't always need stuff. Shopping, even Christmas shopping is one type of an example. You know what you know what folks want? You can they, what they really need is quality time, mm. caring conversations, physical touch, words of affirmation, and yes, gifts from the heart. I just listed the five love, love languages, but it's true. <laughs> like we do need those things. I love gift giving. It's something that I definitely uh, do, but I don't and I do shop a lot, but I I always I don't think of it as a greed thing. I I, I think of it as like a comfort thing. I think it depends on where, where, what, what's your motivation? What's our priorities? Yeah. What's your intention? What's your motivation behind it? One way that American culture tried to diversify the way we do shopping and commerce is to follow Black Friday with other themed days. Yeah, they are themed days, not holidays, because holidays comes from the word holy day. And let's be honest, there's not much holy about spending all our money for stuff that people don't want. But they are significant days in American culture, which is also getting exported around the world. Of course, most of these stores that promote Black Friday are major national, international chains. But what if we thought carefully about when and how we were spending our money? The day after Black Friday has now been called Small Business Saturday. Mm -hmm. And it is exactly what it sounds like. Find those local businesses. Find those local mom-pop shops. Or queer-owned businesses. Yeah. You'll be supporting small businesses with your holiday shopping dollars and keeping it within the LGBT cute community. (laughs) Now, how do we find businesses like that? You know, Google Maps is now starting to add a notation when saying something is an LGBTQ-owned business. And they're also doing this for women-owned business and people of color-owned businesses. It's really good. You can just put it right in there. Yeah, you can visit NGLCC, the National LGBTQ Chamber of Commerce. And that is a national association of LGBTQ business owners. I love that. Of course, not every business is great to stuff your stocking with, but you can find some businesses in your city or your state, or even online, that might be the perfect something for that special someone in your life. And if you're not stuck in your stuffing, I'm sure there's LGBTQ businesses that'll find other things you can stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yes, this is a way to foist gifts with LGBTQ roots on your unaccepting family and friends. Ah! So, <laughs> yes, you can give your Trump-loving family a candle from a bisexual, or a sweater made by a gay, or a lesbian gift card. I love it. I love, I love gay flowers. Uh, Then we get Cyber Monday, which is sexy. Mm -hmm. Are you into cyber? Well, I mean, (laughs) uh, she can't do that anymore. She's famous now. (laughs) I I think cyber is your biggest thing because you always buy from online. You're talking about cyber sex, right? Oh, no. Never mind. (laughs) You were. (laughs) I was. (laughs) Um, Yeah, Cyber Monday. Um, I like to buy things online. (laughs) We finally get the most benevolent day of our special days after Cyber Monday, which is Giving Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Now, Giving Tuesday is a day dedicated to nonprofits, churches, and social agencies. After you've been spending money on gifts, why not spend a little bit of money to organizations that are doing such great work? The last month of the year is often when many nonprofits make their bulk of the donations. A lot of people make charitable donations right before the end of the year for tax purposes. So, Giving Tuesday, it just moves that forward a little. It helps to make people aware of the good work that these nonprofit organizations are doing and that they always need your support. Yeah, so if you feel like Black Friday is maybe something that you don't want to participate in, 
this is a great time. Giving Tuesday. This is, uh, and this year has been especially brutal for nonprofits. And if you got good, you should break somebody off. Like, that's you know what right. I mean? If, if you get, if someone did really good by you, extra special, if you had a little moment or something, that's really like an extra time when Giving Tuesday comes down to be like, you know what? Mm-hmm. This in the, and we've seen this year. Extra, I'm feeling the, in the spirit. We've seen this year the impact that supporting progressive organizations, nonprofits, it, how it impacts our our country here. So, because of progressive organizations out there, um, we are now free of Trump for now, right? So. This is a time that uh, this year's been really brutal yes. for nonprofits. A lot of funding dried up with coronavirus, and organizations are scrambling to make ends meet and still provide some sort of service. Yes. So, a good donation to a nonprofit has the same bonus as above that you can give your homophobic relatives the <laughs> gift of a donation to LGBTQ ministries. Gay sweaters, too. Don't forget those gay sweaters. <laughs> now, does, does that sound petty? Oh, yes. Let's make this a point with a petty Bible verse. So, so you could put a donation to an LGBTQ ministry in your religious family member's name. I donated to God, Mom. Wouldn't you like? Wouldn't you love that, Dad? <laughs> hey, Aunt Sally. I know that you're majorly Christian and you think that gays aren't good, but here's a gay Christian ministry, and I donated it in your name. <laughs> that is petty. It is. But there's petty Bible verses, yes. right? So, okay, this de- there's definitely petty Bible verses, yes. and we're here for it. So, go ahead, give me some. All right, Romans twelve twenty. If your enemies are hungry, feed them. If they are thirsty, give them something to drink. For by doing this, you will heap burning coals on their heads. Wait, what? (laughs) (laughs) So if your enemy's hungry, feed them. If they're thirsty, Uh give them something to drink. Because by doing this, you will heap burning coals on their head. So when, when you're able to fulfill a need that they have. Oh, then they start burning up. Right. That's like my favorite thing when somebody cuts you off in traffic and gives you the middle finger. You have to train <laughs> Tell yourself. Tell the story Ross, of Bob Springs. Ross, you have, to train your, you have to train yourself for this, okay? Like, it's really hard to do. It's a practice and a meditation. But when somebody gives you the middle finger, your instinct has to be to smile and wave and go, I love you. <laughs> Thank you. Have a great day. And it's amazing. It's such an unnatural instinct to smile and wave, but it, it literally is a split second decision that'll change your mood for the whole day. So the next time someone cuts you off, go, hi, I love you. God bless. <laughs> and then they go, rah, rah, rah. they like lose it. It's really like amazing. Well, this is sort of that same thing. So when you have an enemy that's hungry, you feed them. When they're thirsty, you give them something to drink and it's just going to drive them crazy that you're just meeting them with love. Yeah. I, it, it, <laughs> what if what if learning that your punk cousin was a bully to an LGBTQ kid in high school mm. and that you told them that you were making a donation to the Trevor Project in their honor? Well, that could be an amazing lesson, actually. Right. So that's that's a great one. So can you find the perfect donation that is a pr- petty counter to the harm that your relatives oh, are causing? Uh, Here we go. Oh, that is like Let's some heap love some pranks. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow that's good so like uh they hate your cat donate to the aspca mm-hmm. talk about the second amendment too much donate to every town for gun safety <laughs> loves to quote an anti-lgbtq scripture okay first play a few episodes of this podcast for them <laughs> then donate to the reformation project what can you donate to it really depends on the values, what's important to you right now. So here's some suggestions that we have for you. The Naming Project is a great one. Q Christian Fellowship. Glad. 
What else, Danny? Oh my God. Let me tell you something. Right now, I'm really into this idea. Mm-hmm. Like, this sounds really fun to me. Like, I'm going to find a petty donation. Mm-hmm. Like, I have to, like, something that does good. How do you deal with that anger? Acknowledge that it still exists without sweeping it under the rug and saying, look, I'm doing something for mm-hmm. it. What are you doing? I, I like the idea of, uh, I, this is what I want to do. This is what I'll do this week. I'll make a donation to Born Perfect, who is working globally to end conversion therapy. And we'll do it in, like, Mike Pence's name. Ooh, <laughs> I'm in on that donation. <laughs> Let's do it. I love it. Um, let's be real. Greed is sort of a fact of life. It's one of the seven deadly sins because it's all around us. We're going to struggle it. So how do we combat it? First, do an assessment of what you need versus what you want. Um, uh, it's always helpful to examine where your money is going and how it is giving someone life. Make a list of free joys you get from life. Maybe it's just being outside in a park. I know that's one for me. Maybe it's seeing your friends. You can get creative with the ways to enjoy your life to the fullest and not have to have so much stuff or spend so much money. You don't need it. It's greed it. Put it down. Put it down. Sleep on it. If you don't need, it's greed Ooh. Okay. Ooh. You know, I, the, I so I grew up with the prosperity gospel message, and one time I was at a, at my church, and the pastor said, if it doesn't meet your need, it's your seed. Oh. And so, he's saying that reminds me. And But I got $500 that night. He had someone go, he had everyone in the church, he's like, okay, if you can give, give. If you, if you can't, then you're a receiver. And so, people just started going around giving people checks and money. Oh, and bring so me to that, that church on that And so, I got a $500 check. What? <laughs> so, yeah. So, it was you actually a really good it. message. And it was, it was... Um, yeah, it was nice. Maybe they were just donating to an LGBTQ cause. <laughs> they did. <laughs> um, listen, your tithe, your love offering, your charity, our ask for you of an act of good is to please make a donation on Giving Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And maybe do it petty and let us know how it went. You can hit us up at pray at yasjesus.com. Let's have a closing prayer. Dear Lord, we come to you grateful for everything that you have given us. Um, We're so grateful, again, to be able to be here and reach out to people here on Yash Jesus and all of us connect in the greatness of all of the riches that you have brought into our life, both monetary and emotional and physical and just manifesting even career goals. There's so many things that we are thankful for and we're grateful for. And I think when it comes to the holiday season and we start buying for people, we wanna buy with our hearts. Mm -hmm. Not not necessarily with our wallets. We wanna take some time, Lord, to guide us to get things that either people need or open up people or bring people joy because that we are here to celebrate uh, the reason for the season. Yeah, thank you for everything that we have in our lives that you have blessed us with and help us to care for the things that we have and and to know when to let go as well. So thank you for the blessings that we have, God. Very grateful, very grateful. And I will acknowledge it here, you loud and clear, I will get rid of some things in my home. <laughs> in your holy and precious name, amen. Amen. <laughs> oh, sometimes you ask for an answer and they have to like give it to you in front of everybody. Thank you for listening to another episode of Yash Jesus. You can find us on social media at Yash Jesus Pod or on our website at yashjesuspod.com. Uh, you can now leave an audio prayer request or praise mm. report on our website, yashjesus.com. So come on there, leave us a message. We'd love for you to share your voice mm-hmm. and your prayers on the show. So drop us a line and send us a recording on yashjesus.com. 
Send us your praise reports, your prayer requests, your episode ideas, your guest ideas, or even just a, Carla, I got you a gift. We'd love to hear from you. <laughs> Yash Jesus is hosted by me, Danny Francesi, and Azariah Southworth. Music, sound, editing, and all things audio are done by Chris Heckman. Our show is produced by the freaking Deacon Ross Murray. Special thanks to Sophie Serrano and Meredith Pauly. Yash Jesus is brought to you by Oddity. Oddity execs are Ryan Lochner, Jessica Bastillos, and Steve Michaels. Keep, Keep praising, praising the Lord, Lord y'all!